I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm ignoring all the dumb shit. Yo, because nothing is coming from it. I'm not going to waste no time fucking around. My gat straight humming. Humming. Coming at you. And you know I had to get ya. Yo, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And well, I guess we're back for what, episode 81 now? I don't know. We're getting old. Ain't it about time for us to plop an AARP? <laughs> <laughs> we have our guest in the house who is, uh, I guess, the well-known around the internet parts of the Dark Hater, host of the Haterazi uh, podcast. And, uh, you know, also go to Haterazi.com, check out his website. Uh, and you can go on YouTube, search for, search for Haterazi, and it will bring up this, his own channel. And we were checking that out today, and uh, it's some of the funniest shit that I've seen in a long time. Man. Uh, uh, that was a good laugh. Yeah, no Thanks. doubt, man. We we had a great time, man. We were just sitting around watching uh, some of the skits where you took like movies and overdubbed the uh, the, the actual audio. And yeah. uh, I, I'm surprised because uh, now nah, I shouldn't say surprised, but it's so well done, you know. And, oh, and and you don't really see that a lot on the internet because people are just like, I'm gonna half-ass this shit and leave it at that. But this this is really well done stuff, man. So it's definitely we were impressed. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we, we, uh, over here at Haterasi, we're all film buffs, and but we're comedians too, and we 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 hate on uh, celebrity worship and just you know ridiculous pop culture. You know, so that's what we we make it. We call it pop culture crucifixion. Um, we bring your, your your biggest celebrities from the from the Mount Olympus back down to Humanville. You know, and that that's the whole purpose. And we just use comedy to do it. Well, it's fucking funny. Um, and then also, you know, uh, I always talk about your podcast, and I'm sure our listeners, uh, you know, are at least familiar with me bringing it up. If not, uh, you know, haven't checked it out themselves. But I'll just reiterate, if you haven't checked out the show, go do the shit now. It's funny. Yes, it is. You know, I'm definitely burning up time at work laughing at this shit. A so. lot of times. Sometimes I have to be careful because I mess around and forget that I'm at work. And I'm like, ha! Wait a minute. I'm at the job. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's what's up. Oh, I appreciate right. that guy. Oh, no problem, dude. No problem. Um, uh, and also, let me just say that the official weapon of the podcast is... The official weapon is the taser. That's right. And I'm the, on it today. And the, <laughs> and the unofficial sport of the podcast is... The bullet ball. All right. bullet, bullet ball is free. <laughs> I, I, I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's no problem, dude. We... Uh, the, I think people love that uh, that part more than just the bullet ball. Yes, they do. The bullet ball extreme is, is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> all right, and um, don't forget, you guys, you can find our podcast by going on Facebook, iTunes, or Podomatic. Search for The Black Guy Who Tips. Uh, we will come up. Leave us a review. Leave us uh, some comments. Uh, we try to interact with our listeners as much as we can. And, uh, you know, if you submit a story or something like that, we put it on our page and we will play it uh at least read it on the podcast if it's uh, funny. Um, if, if the shit, if we can't make something funny out of it, man, don't get your feelings hurt. But I ain't gonna, I'm not reading shit that ain't got nothing funny about it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely check us out, man. And you can call the show 704-557-0186. 
leave us a voicemail. We respond to those on Saturdays. And, uh, you know, you guys are just always bringing it. Um, I'm always impressed by our listeners and the things they write and say uh, that, you know, it, it's cool to have people out there that just get what you're fucking doing. I know, right? Yeah. So, um, and uh, the last thing, make sure you put our podcast on your Podomatic page. Uh, just copy and paste the link. I'm sorry, from Podomatic onto your Facebook page. Copy and paste the link. People can play it right there from your page. They don't have to go anywhere. Just hit the play button. And next thing you know, we got a new fan. Somebody actually told me yesterday they were listening to our podcast in the car with their father. And their father wants an MP3 player now so he can go back and listen to the rest. Oh, we cause old people to upgrade. Hey, saw, come on up, Grandpa. Too. Yeah, yeah I saw that tweet. That was that's, cool. That's yeah, that's impressive. I never think of, uh, and I guess you can't really do a podcast if you really think of yourself outside of the room and the mic that you're on, because I gotta talk honest and I gotta talk about shit that I feel and I don't want to censor myself. And you know what? The weird part about it is that I noticed that this goes around real stiff with what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. You never realize how big the internet is until you put stuff out there. Because I knew the internet was big, but for a long time, I felt like I was talking to space and time and air. <laughs> I don't know if this makes sense. Just kind of putting it out there. And I was like, hey, people are really out there in space. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And you know what? You know what's really cool about the internet is it has provided this opportunity for us. Yeah. You know, um, whereas it may, I mean, 15 years ago, we want to have a radio show. You got to go wait in line at some AM/FM joint, hope that you you know that you can impress somebody. Now we can do this from the comfort of our own home and share it uh, to, to people all over the world, you know. And uh, for that, you know, the internet is the shit. Yes, exactly, man. I love it. I, just uh, having a blog and random thoughts and shit like that that I really wouldn't express to anybody I know in real life, um, except for like my friends, you know. But I, like, you can't go to work and be like, "Hey, man, you ever wonder why niggas wear gold teeth?" Like, you can't say that shit. <laughs> you don't get fired. You know what I'm saying? But you can do that on your podcast and get thousands of people to interact with you, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, so. me, me and Roger have already said that we both. Our, uh, undercover podcasters because don't nobody at my job except for one of my co-workers even though I got a podcast I don't tell them niggas nothing yeah <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not yeah. sorry I'm not well, you know what's funny uh-huh, go ahead you know what's funny about the podcasting thing is the, the podcasting audience is a universe all within itself yes, yes because yes, yes. I, there's people in my close immediate family I'm like, what are you doing man oh it's a podcast what, what's a podcast like they, they have no and even when I teach them what it is they still don't listen to my shit so. <laughs> yeah, so I don't waste my time. Don't feel bad. Roger's yeah. daddy pulled a prank on one of Roger's aunts. He said uh, he said he told her that we had a, a show, and she was like, a show? She was like, uh, what time it come on? And he was like, ten o'clock. She was like, what channel? He was like, channel four. I was like, why did you tell her that? <laughs> then I had to tell it was a podcast. She had no idea what I was talking about. I said, I know. Exactly. It's funny too because um, when you like the podcast audience is so self-contained that um, shit spreads like wild, wildfire. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you, you say something, it's out there, and it's everybody knows about it pretty quickly, man. And I, I mean, that's one of the things I like about it is they're very receptive to uh, new ideas, and they're always hungry and looking for more shit. That's why I'm always big up in other podcasts because I remember when I first started listening to podcasts, I was like. I want more stuff like this, but you know, yeah. people felt like they were competing with other podcasters and they wouldn't shout out anyone that was like them. 
There's still there's still a lot of that going on. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, to me. I mean, because my thing is, this is not like the radio. It's not like I'm WFNZ and you WJZY. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody paying for commercials or anything like this. Exactly. You know, yeah. so it's like I don't understand the competitive. Yeah, there's no competing time slots either. Yes. So like, if you're listening to my podcast, that doesn't mean that you can't go listen to the Dark Haters podcast. You can actually hit play on that shit. Anytime you want, and, and you that's what I love about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. And and you know, you know, and 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 for the people who are listening now, let me let me just tell you how special you are because uh, it, it, it's it's a, it's only a certain type of person who listens to a podcast in the first place. You know, the, and and it's it's usually the, the the ones of higher intelligence. And I'm not saying that just to stroke the audience ego. It's just true. You know, uh, most people listen to the radio. They listen to the popular radio, and they're confined to the same regurgitated garbage that they're going to get through. That, yeah. You know, uh, and if, if they're a li- if they're a little bit smarter, they might listen to NPR. You know, but the intelligent <laughs> ones, <laughs> the intelligent ones, listen to podcasts. You'll notice that a, a high majority of your listeners are college students. Yeah, yeah. true. Learning yeah. People. So, yeah. So, uh, props to the podcast audience. Yeah, we got like doctors and shit. Like sometimes I, I say random ignorant shit, and mm-hmm. then like I'll see a doctor co-sign it. I'm like, well, I guess I wasn't that far off, you know. But <laughs> I, that was some shit I just pulled out of my ass, you know. I can honestly say I don't know if I have any doctors listening to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I only know because a couple of them came out of the. The doctor closet and was like, "Hey man, that was cool what you said about those prescription drugs." I was like, "It was okay, cool." Yeah, but if you say so, yeah, well, you know we we follow on Podomatic and it's and it's kind of cool how how you find out like people that we didn't even know had computers in their tribes is listening is downloading the black guys' <laughs> <Right>? chips. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, "Wow, wait a minute, Congo." Um, ain't there one computer in the whole town? <laughs> I'm confused, yeah, no. but thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, I get that same thing. But let me ask you guys this while we're on this topic. Can you think of any one particular message that just uh, was the best message or whether it was a tweet, whether it was a Facebook, or whether it was an email or a call? What was the best one that sticks out in your mind that said, you know what, I got to keep doing this shit? Um, Man, that's a tough question because uh, I was actually, I would just, let me just put it like this. Whatever the first email we got was, <laughs> I'm gonna put it that way because, uh, for a while it was me and Karen. Yes. Doing this thing by ourselves. Uh, we didn't have guests yet. You nope. know, uh, we had just kind of even figured out how to put it on the internet. Yeah, I know, right? And, um, we, the only people we really talked about were like our friends and stuff because yep. they were the only ones listening. And, um, I just remember, like, the first time we got an email, I was like, holy shit, people are listening to this. Somebody's out there. Yeah. You can go, hello, hello, is this my phone? Hello. That's what we do sometimes. That's dope. So that's probably it, man. Um, let's get into some random thoughts. I didn't have a lot of random thoughts between Wednesday and today, but at least a lot of people did dumb shit, and I can read the articles. Um, <laughs> so uh, the first random thought I had was... Uh, Pornography needs to have detailed warnings like movies on HBO. Because if a movie is, like, when you hit, you know, you want to watch a movie, you put it on at the start of the movie, and it'll tell you, like, rated R for this reason. Yeah, or PG-13 and that type stuff. Right, and yeah. it, it's gotten so specific now. There's, like, comical mischief is a warning. Oh. Um, like, it, you know, com- like, who puts on Shrek and doesn't expect comical mischief? <laughs> right? Oh, no, the, right. The idiot that is expected to be rated G? 
Right, right, whatever it is. It's okay. like it's not even changing the rating. Like it's saying rated G for, you know, uh, hijinks or some shit, right? <laughs> like, like that is the point of the movie. So I'm tired of watching, like I'll click on pornography or something and there's no warning or nothing. Like, you know, there's nothing in the title. And then it'll be like uh, a chick that's like 400 pounds in there. And you like, that oh, yeah, is that, a legit warning that should yes, be on the beginning of this is. shit. I have big girl on the title or something. Yeah, like it'll say something like, uh, chicks with fat asses is the name of the DVD. Okay. But I want to, it needs to say like, uh, warning, women over 200 pounds. Yes. You know well, what you I'm know, I, I think it depends on where you get your porn from. See, if, you, if you're getting it from the smoke shop then mm-hmm. shit you're probably not even getting a case with it they're probably just giving you a blank DVD <laughs> with a marker written on the motherfucker <laughs> even when i click on even when i click on um like links on like uh pornhub.com or something like that they actually try to have a lot in the, in the titles and you know if you think racism is dead click on that shit but anyway yeah, um no <laughs> like they really go in anyway so like in the title, it'll have something descriptive, like you know, old mother needs money or something. You're like, cool, I like desperate women. It's a turn on. But then, like you click on it, and like halfway through, she's tossing the dude's salad, and you like, I needed that up front. Oh yeah, that, that's not what I'm into. No. You know, and if I was into it, maybe I would be excited, and maybe I should have it up front either way, so I could yeah. be like, oh cool, salad tossing. You know no, what I'm but saying? You know, you know what's even more deceptive than that. When the thumbnail that you click on has nothing to do with the film whatsoever. The girl that's on the thumbnail is not. <laughs> she not even in the film, man. That makes you mad. Yeah. I'm like, both yeah, advertisements. Yeah, then you click it again because you're like, okay, well, maybe they just fucked up and it, you know, directed the link someplace else. Then it's the same shit. Like, man. And sometimes you do it four or five times hoping that, okay, I, I know there's no way they put this thumbnail. Yeah. I mean, the fifth time I watched this dude get choked while this chick railed him i said this is ridiculous <laughs> i gotta get to the bottom of this it's like scooby-doo um yeah, i'm not big into porn though I, I gotta say i'm not big into like hardcore porn and i know people find that weird about me but it's, it's because the dude i i cannot the cameraman always pisses me off he oh my god <laughs> yeah, you're right man you're right. you have the shot that i want then he'll fuck around and move that camera right into the dude's ass and i'm like yo yeah what they don't they should have like a film academy just for pornography, dude. Like, yeah. who the why are they going to the same film school as like Martin Scorsese? Because yeah. I don't think he would film the shit that way. Exactly. Uh, and I've never uh, met I've never met a dude that actually was like, yeah, man. You know what? The filmography of these these porn videos are good, man. It's good. I know, right? It's right. always fucking terrible, man. I uh, man, that is. That gets on my nerves even worse. <laughs> um, all right, um, let's see. Uh, I don't want to be friends with people that rap anymore. Um, cause, and it's not even that these are bad people. Cause the only people I really associate with are pretty cool people. So it's not even like they gangster rappers or they whack or something like that. But I just can't be going to all these shows, man. My Facebook invite list is ridiculous, man. And, it's like, hey man, I you know I want to support you and all, but I ain't trying to go out to these hood ass clubs on a Saturday night in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Shot, no sir. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, like I, but I, but I, I want them to do well, but I wish there was another way 
to support them. I just like spread their links if I see it on uh, on on Twitter or something. Oh, so what you trying to say? I was gonna break out my new rap lyrics on you, so we, we can't be cool no more. Uh, I don't know, man. I can't come to your show. That's for sure. <laughs> you, you know what's worse? The, the the worst thing about having rapper friends is they're not all good. Some of them mm. actually do suck. Yes. They're yeah. great people. They're Bad great people. They're fun to hang around, but them niggas suck. And you, you don't want to tell them. I know, dude. You get goosebumps because you embarrassed for them for even putting that shit out. You're like, dude. This, this yeah. And the nice. thing is, dude, I don't know. I, but from listening to your podcast, I know musically, um, some people might even define define you as a snob. And I, I, I'm saying that is tongue-in-cheek because they've called me a snob before. And I wouldn't consider myself one. I just consider myself as having standards. And they're yeah. not they're not super high, but Waka Flocka and Gucci Man are never gonna make my fucking rotation, man. It's just not gonna happen. <laughs> oh, so you, you don't want that Waka Flocka Waka Flocka? No, man. You I, not walking with that. And uh, uh and when uh, I hear people try to tell me like, well, you need to listen to such and such artists or listen to my shit, but I feel you. Though. And then I hear it, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, but I listen to like ten CDs a year, so basically. I wouldn't listen to your shit. Don't yeah. take that personal. It's a lot of motherfuckers I wouldn't listen to, but nah, you can't tell nobody that shit to their face, man. They can't take it. I know, yeah. Even if it's constructive, like, hey, man, maybe you might want to, you know, think about, but fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> so, so, yeah, now, now, as far as the, uh, yeah, a lot of people say that. A lot of people say that. And 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 at the Hateration Federation is what we, our listeners call themselves. Um, yeah, we, we, we are all self-proclaimed uppity niggas. Even the, white <laughs> even, even the white ones, you know. <laughs> we all uppity niggas. That's what we do. I actually saw, uh, and actually, I want to give you a lot of props too because um, on your podcast you play a lot of original music. Yeah, and you go out and find artists that are worth a damn. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna front like I'm clicking and finding every one of these cats. But when I hear the music there. I don't feel like, well, this isn't what I heard on the radio. I can't listen to this. I'm actually very impressed by everything I hear on that. I am, too. And not only only am I impressed, a lot of times I have to harass Roderick about, what was that on that podcast? I'm terrible about that. I don't know which one. You, you, You remember the one from last week? You know, we go, yeah. we go through that. So just know that the artists out there that may listen to, I'm listening to your music because I like new stuff and I hate radio rotation because after a while it just makes you stupid. It does. Well, yeah. And, and I appreciate you guys saying that. Uh, due to my background for, before I got into this whole podcasting thing and I'm still kind of in it, uh, the music industry is what my background is. Uh, and so I still have a lot of friends. So I, I, I kind of get a line on, uh, who's unsigned but who's good. Now we, we, we do have a, a lady who just joined our team. Her name is Candy Locks. She is in charge of the music now, so people you know get it to her, and she knows quality because she's been in the industry for about 15, 16 years. So, uh, yeah, we, we you know we want to focus on quality because we, we, uh, now if you look at um, popular music, and this is why I, I left the industry. Like seriously, I mean I wasn't no famous rapper or producer. I'm not even on front like that, but I was in the industry on the back end. I left because I could not stand what was going on. I, I couldn't stand the buffoonery. I, I couldn't stand being, you know, in a room with a bunch of respected executives, and then somebody comes in and auditions, and it's the worst crap that you ever heard, and then they're all praising this kid. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know. So uh, th- there are plenty of talented artists, be it rappers, rock bands, R&B singers, who are on the underground. 
and due to the monopoly of the industry uh that they might not ever see the light of day so i i think that us as podcasters we have the opportunity to at least get them out there in the in the you know to our audiences the best way we can anytime you guys need some new music let me know all right we'll definitely do that man and that actually brings up another point about the music industry man i get tired of niggas getting blamed for the entirety of the downfall of the music industry um i'm not saying we can't share in the blame i mean fuck it man we we definitely have fed into uh the problems with the with the actual music especially by consuming it like more than anything else i would say that black people control music through consumption meaning once we say waka flocka is okay then everybody thinks it's okay you know what i'm saying and that is a problem but the other thing is and i always got the feeling white people never took enough responsibility for writing the checks for these motherfuckers man are you serious that is a supply demand problem if you just keep signing up every coon with fucking microphone then yes that's who will keep coming out to audition and that's who will keep making it to fucking mtv we don't own no fucking music stations you know what well, I'm saying? Well, let me tell you a story to add to that. It's a true story. Um, okay, uh, Clive Davis, you know who that is. Yeah. Okay. Clive Davis is, you know, of course, over a uh, bad boy and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, the dude's a luminary in the music industry. He's been around for decades. All right. Um, when Biggie and Puffy and, well, he's Puffy at the time. Uh, I think he's Puff Daddy even. Um <laughs> And the locks, when they had did, uh, uh, Little Kim, uh, the Benjamins, all about the Benjamins, uh, baby, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jada Kiss had a line in there. If you notice when he's rapping, he says something, we stack chips like, and then it blanks. Okay. You remember that line? Yeah, I just remember it being blank, but. Yeah, but yeah, what he said. Yeah, what he said is, we stack chips like Hebrews. Oh. Meaning Jews. Clive Davis put a stop to that shit. He said, hey, listen. You want to disrespect your race, call each other niggas, bitches, all that shit, that's fine. But you are not going to typecast my people, cut it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the the white people are taking the initiative to not allow that to happen. You know, and, and we really can't get mad at them because they're like, cause, because the consequences that, that a Waka Flock of Flame has on uh, African-American youth does not affect these white executives and their families. So they can give a fuck. Right. It's all profit to them. And I mean, what's easier? What's easier to do? To coordinate the entirety of black America and say, hey, none of you motherfuckers go get this check. None of us. Yeah. (laughs) Or for the record companies to say, yeah, man, let's stop signing people that are just about cooning on stage. Can we just stop that? Yeah, Yeah. but you see, but the audience, the, the audience is to blame. Right. You know, because it's the audience, because... If, if everybody worked in unison, if everybody right now, everybody right now said, you know what? Um, nobody turn on BET today. Right. Be, just for one day. BET is going to be like, hold on, we got to change some shit around here. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're going to listen. They're going to listen. It's like the days of rioting and breaking windows and stealing tennis shoes are over. That shit doesn't make any kind of social change. If you want to make change in a capitalist society, you have to hurt the capitalists. Where yeah. it works. The it? other thing I wonder too, though, is like we aren't as a in, as a public, we aren't buying albums anymore. Yeah. So what? Wonder what it is that's speaking to these executives. Is it that you know the music for a Soldier Boy is so easy to to, to do and promote? 
and you don't have to put work into it like you would for Lupe Fiasco? Or is it just that um, they're finding other ways of revenue streams that speak to this guy is the popular guy, this is the guy we need to push? Well, I'll tell you what's going on now. Hip-hop is hurting all across the board, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, Lupe was not put out because the bigger conglomerate, they have you know other things they want to do with their money r- rather than take a chance on another hip-hop uh, album. What happened was Lil Wayne killed the game. Lil Wayne killed the game, not, not, not on purpose, and it worked for him and still works for him. The mixtape game is what killed record sales because now it's like dude I, I got about 17 mixtapes I ain't got time to go buy that shit you know what I'm saying I, I ain't got time to go buy that you know I'm getting free shit Nicki Minaj just broke records she hasn't even put an album out she's won awards she hasn't even put an album out she's going on tours she hasn't put an album out just due to the mixtape game and the mixtape game does not put money in, in the executive's pockets you know this is why where the 360 deals are starting to come in they're like yo we're gonna get some of everything you do because we ain't making shit on sales you know so the only music that is truly selling out the door is uh dance r&b okay and country of course uh and and the reason for dance and r&b and you're, you're seeing that they are really playing up the homosexual market like lady gaga like she'll go to the homosexual neighborhoods and, and chill with the people you know rihanna will, will you know what i'm saying like all these right. r&b singers they're really embracing because that audience right there has a you know has a lot of income that they don't have to share with any children right true and they're faithful and they buy yeah you know? even Nicki minaj to an extent man that's yes, her, that's part of her image yeah her and kanye i would say are about the only two that would have have a chance of tapping that gay market. Yeah. And speaking of speaking of Kanye. Yeah. Uh, he had he pre- pre- he premiered. I didn't hear about this till the last minute, but I watched the whole thing. He premiered his uh, movie, if you want to call it that, uh, about a thirty nine minute movie on MTV last night called Runaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really artistic take on. Um, a woman who let's uh she's called a phoenix in the movie mm-hmm. but uh she she kind of looks like a woman that's just wearing feathers over all her private areas okay and, um, oh man. yeah she fine as hell she was fine as hell um and you know i, I guess uh the gay market would have really been interested in this because this shit was gay as hell <laughs> and i'm not i'm not hating on it you know what i'm saying because a lot of people think that uh, on both sides, there's, there's, it's this weird thing, especially on Twitter. You see it happening live. There's these people that fucking hate Kanye, like they hate this nigga. Yeah, there's nothing he can do right. Then he never did nothing to me. Right, that's how I feel. And then there's this other side that love this nigga, and there's nothing he could do wrong. And I was getting it from both sides. Every joke I made got some type of response. It was ridiculous. Is Kanye yeah. the Kobe of rap? That's a good point. Maybe Kanye West is the Kobe Bryant of rap. Well, yeah. At this point, maybe he's LeBron James because they don't like his ass either no more. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, yeah, a lot of people don't like. <laughs> yeah, you can only get so famous and powerful before motherfuckers swoop in, you know. And and well, that. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and not to get off subject, we were talking about the music thing before. Something I realized too, and maybe, uh, me just on the outside looking in, I know you might know more about this since you were dealing with the music industry at some point in time. What happened to people with real talent? What happened to people who came out, who played instruments? I played the piano. I played the drums. I played the trombone. My mama taught me opera. You know, it's like those people don't exist. It's almost like first they look for image and then they try to paint you up 
And yeah. a lot of those people become a one-hit wonder, and they were losing millions of dollars like that. So they kind of pushed those people away and said, well, we don't want any more one-hit wonders. Let's get somebody that we know that sucks, but we can keep them sucking for a long period of time with rap music sales. Right. Well, okay. Yeah, I'm, that's an excellent, excellent question, because I, I talk about that quite a bit with my friends and you know, I'm always analyzing this. You know, I'm always like, what happened? Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties. I saw hip hop, uh, be born. You know, I, I, I saw, I saw Michael Jackson moonwalk live on Motown 25 that night, you know, for the first time. I watched music change. I watched MTV finally put black people on it. And that's what changed everything was MTV. Once video became a major marketing tool for selling music, it became about image. Now, when I was a kid, and I don't know how old you guys are, I'm assuming we're about in the same age range. Um, but you remember the, I mean, your parents had records, right? Oh, yeah. Records, Every Saturday tracks. Morning. My mama yeah. still has some, um, them 45s, and she yeah. have a, um, one of those uh, eight-track players up at the house. I mean, she got some old school stuff, and I come in and I laugh at it every time I see it. But I know if you talk to anybody under the age of, I'll say twenty, they have no damn idea what that is. <laughs> but you know what's funny is go look at some of those old album covers. It was it was okay to have a nappy ass beard. Yeah, nappy ass chest. There's hair all over your chest. <laughs> you, you know, and it was okay to have a manly voice. You know, and you have to ask yourself if. Okay, if there was some kind of strange time warp, would Aretha Franklin ever have a chance of being signed today? No. Would Teddy Pendergrass ever been signed? Because he sound, he doesn't sound like Trey Song. Would you know? Would we have heard from a lot of these people who paved the way to get where we are? Um, video killed the radio star, but the internet killed the talented star. And I always say that on my show. Um, you got Antoine Dodson. Antoine Dodson. Yeah, who who made who's making money, and the sad thing is, I, I hope he realizes this shit is coming to an end soon. I hope he realizes. Yes, it is. <laughs> the fifteen fifteen minutes is almost up. Yeah, he got out of the projects and got his family a house. I just hope that they pay for that shit all at once. <laughs> all in cash. I was just thinking that too. I was like, he ain't gonna be able to hold up. <laughs> when them fucking balloon payments start coming in, you gonna have to do some more of them auto tunes, sir. Yeah, and and you see so much. You, you remember it's so cold in the D. You remember that girl? Yeah, I remember that chick. Where's she at? She was hot for a minute too. Yep. Where, where's uh? Why must I cry? Where that nigga at? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's like um, Andy Warhol predicted this before his death in the 1980s. He was a big artist in New York and. Um, he's the one who really coined the term pop culture. Pop culture came from him. He learned how to freak the industry in the art world. But he did say, and he was big on making little homemade films, he did say that in the future, everybody will have their 15 minutes of fame. And now we're seeing just that. And pretty soon it's really going to be just 15 minutes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. It's You're not even going to get that two weeks to a month. <laughs> it's getting faster and faster too, man. Um, so uh, basically, with this movie, man, it, it was kind of artistic and whatnot, and it was artistic to me in the way that somebody who went to art school might defend it, but in the way that a common person watching it would just go, "Oh, okay, so Kanye West is on acid, apparently." Yeah, like, yeah that's uh, what I discovered. Uh, let, let me let me tell you about that film, man. I I, I just I just Facebooked this, and, and there, of course, there's a lot of debate in there. Yeah, and this is exactly what I Facebooked. I said, "Call him gay." 
Call him Illuminati. Kanye West is a genius. Check this shit out. Now, of course, a lot of people didn't like that shit. They're like, what? Genius? Yeah. Genius. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and well, the film was novice. The film was novice. I'm like, well, you understand that that's like probably the first film he ever directed himself. You know, of course, he had Hype Williams on the scene to help him out. But that film and, and what Kanye is doing. And, and, and I'm, I'm talking about this on my podcast that comes out today, as a matter of fact. I hope Kanye turns out to be gay. I really hope he comes out of the closet sooner or later. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys saw the interview about this movie. He, yeah, he, he's starting to get a little bit more and more flamboyant with his body language and his verbiage. And, and I hope he does turn out to be gay for the simple fact that one of the reasons why hip-hop is dying is because they isolate uh, not only women who have grown over time to accept it, but the gay market. Right. That's money. Regardless, regardless of whether you hang out with gay people or not, and if you're trying to sell something, and they have the most, uh, you, you know, they have the most money right now, <laughs> you better try to tap that market. And what he's doing, and this is why I said earlier, him and uh, and uh, Nicki Minaj are about the only two in the rap industry that could probably cross over into that gay market. Right. You know, and um, what he's doing is he's being innovative, and that's what I did. I did yeah, because I like his ambition. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's, there's, first of all, there's not a lot of artists that would try some of the things he's tried. The 808 and Heartbreaks thing, uh, you know, this latest video, uh, just, you know, even the things with the fashion. Like, he's a dude that is actually trying to accept and become an icon. And he's doing it, you know, with the, he put the fucking bottom row of his teeth as diamonds. The, like, I saw that. Like, and I'm not saying I support all this shit. Of course, I think a lot of it's dumb. But that's not the point. The point is, he's actually embracing pushing the envelope. And I'm not going to just shit on him simply because he's being different, man. That's actually why I fuck with his music. If it was the same as everybody else, then who is Kanye West? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know what's really cool about Kanye, too, is just in his short time in the limelight, but well, he's, been, he's been around for almost 10 years now. Wow. Um, we have seen a complex person we've seen a young immature man and I, I don't know i mean he maybe he never changed but at right. least he's smart enough not to do the shit publicly now at right. least as of a year and a half ago um he he was just he's though tantrums remember that shit when he didn't win an award he would like go in a, ta a tantrum yeah you know then he won his points back when he dissed bush live on tv <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then he lost him again when he dissed the, the poor little country girl. Yeah. You know, who I was on her yeah. side at first. I was on her side until I watched the, the CMAs. And all them cowboys were taking that as an opportunity to diss hip-hop. That shit pissed me off. I was like, you know what? Fuck this little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I, I was on her side until uh, the latest VMAs. And yes. she did an entire song about that shit. And I was like, hey, it's over. It's <laughs> over, man. This shit had a shelf life of about three to six months. We sh I haven't thought about the shit in a long time. Don't be playing this shit and trying to make me feel sorry for you because everybody forgot in the little uh, storm behind it. She's not that talented. Like no, she, she can't is. really sing. No, she can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, that 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 was strange. I I don't know her music, but I've heard a lot of people say, "Damn, that was the biggest letdown." <laughs> yeah, every t every time I heard her live, which has only been about three or four times, but that's enough. Every time I've heard her live. I've ended up going. Wait a minute. Maybe, oh. she, maybe she shouldn't have won. Yo, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know who I hope I hope that don't happen to is, is, is little darling Willow Smith. I, I hope she's really talented. I really hope she is. I do too. 
Uh, just... Yesterday, uh, I, I was on Twitter and somebody, uh, I was listening to this for my friend's podcast, uh, Cuff the Legend. Um, man, I can't think of his podcast name right now. It escapes me, but I'll look it up real quick. But basically, man, he was on his podcast, uh, and they were talking, oh, it's called Popular Strangers. And he was talking about Willow Smith, and this chick called in and was like, she's ugly. And I was like, uh, now, and, and keep this in mind, within the same breath, she got mad at some dude online for saying that she had a fat ass because that dude was obviously on some pedophile shit and they didn't want, they didn't think that was funny and maybe he was serious, I don't know. But, what I'm saying is, isn't it a little hypocritical to say you can call her ugly, yeah. But you can't say that she has a fat ass. Now I'm not agreeing with either one of them stances. I just think they're both equally reprehensible. She's a nine year old girl. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I, about I think two or three podcasts ago, I, I asked the question: What is the appropriate age to start to be able to call someone ugly? <laughs> because if you look at somebody, you know, you if you see an ugly adult and say that's an ugly motherfucker, we'd all agree, say yeah, that motherfucker is ugly. Yeah. However, if it's a kid. You were like, oh, you're not supposed to say that about no baby. Yeah. What, what, what age can I call this motherfucker? But, you but, but, but you know what? Willow's not ugly. I, I wasn't trying to justify with that. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. No, you, you get around that. When people ask you about that, you just, you know, women have kind of mastered that. You just nod your head and say, okay, you got pretty eyes. Like, you, you don't specifically describe the child as being ugly. You pick up the features. Oh, you got pretty feet. You go around like that. <laughs> <laughs> to try not to let the mama know she got a good baby. Yeah, well, the thing is, to me, that's where it's like, first of all, I think there's some type of age. There needs to be like an age limit where if you can't have sex with somebody legally, you cannot call them ugly. <laughs> like, we've all agreed that, you know, there's such thing as statutory rape and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I say, if you're not old enough to fuck them, you cannot be just running around recklessly calling them ugly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say that that just because of Willow Smith. I'm sure there's going to be some age ranges where I'm like, I don't know, 16 is young, old enough. You know, but in general, man, come on, dude. Like, okay, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you agree with that, Karen? Duh. <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, to an extent, I understand what he's saying, but I think you, I, it's almost like you almost have to have a double standard when it comes to that, because we talk about little boys, that's kind of different than we talk about I think I think he's being too lenient on, on the statute of limitations. I, I, I think it's got to go be early. I think after elementary school, they could be called ugly. What, Sexually, what age? Actually, for not. What age? Let's say 13? 12. 12. <laughs> yeah, 12 or 13. That's, that's hard, man. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm sure Shopper Ranks, I'm sure Shopper Ranks was ugly from the time he was, he was, like, born and shit. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't want to be, it's like people on the internet get in the rush to be first. They want to be the first nigga to call Shopper Ranks ugly. Like, I don't, that's all I'm saying is, like, now we've gotten to nine. All I know is nine is too far. I'm not gonna say twelve is not old enough or whatever, but nine is just a little too fucking far for me. I'm not calling kids that still watch SpongeBob ugly. I'm not doing it. I'm out. Well, well, well you, you should never do that to their face or with an earshot. Right. But the truth is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some shit you just... I, I see newborn ugly babies. I'm like, oh. Hey, here's... A, and you know what the real problem is here? Because it's a girl, yeah. I can't defend it. You see what I'm saying? Like, I can't come in and be the nigga that's like, man, she not ugly. What? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, she's only nine, dog. No, I'm not saying I fuck her. I'm just saying she not ugly. Like, you know, like... 
you know, see, as a father, as a father of two girls, I, I can say she's cute. Right. I'm like, I look at her, I want to kiss her forehead. She reminds me of my baby girls. So, um, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's just hating. Yeah, yeah it was we, hating, we, we ain't got no choosing. And she ain't ugly, man. This fucking Jada Smith, Jada Smith Pinkett, or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves. <laughs> Waiter, as 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 you said, for, for referred to on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Will and Jada, I, I don't believe that their DNA is possible of producing just a ugly ass human being. No, because their son. Woo! If I was about ten years younger. See, you got to put you on the statute of limitations. <laughs> if I was ten years younger, me, he's out of my range right now. All right, man. So one more random topic. Uh, actually, no, I got a couple more. One more random topic that I really wanted to just uh, get into real quick is just say everybody was all on TV last week talking about these fucking NFL concussion rules and. You're not going to be able to hit people anymore. I watched some football today. I didn't see anything different. And the only thing that's going to change is every time a team is playing shitty defense and the other team is killing them, all their fans are going to be like, man, if you could just hit niggas in the head again, we would be good. <laughs> like, that's well, the difference. Yeah, like now, y'all. Now, why, did that, why did that rule come down like that? Was that due to what just happened last week? I saw something happen. Yeah, a yeah. nigga got uh, a nigga got paralyzed in college, uh, and then Sunday in the NFL, like uh, Ooh, four was... people got hit with just some like really Nasty explosive hits. hits that gave them all concussions and put them out. And they out, they all can't play this week. Um, and every and the NFL went out the next day and said, "Hey, we got to cut this shit out," you know. And uh, everybody was on the internet, uh, you know, athletes and fans alike, saying how all oh, the games too soft. What are you doing? Like, like you can grow another brain and shit. Um, and, and basically, my whole point was, look, the NFL has to do something for PR. You cannot fucking let this happen to act like you don't want to do anything. You got to say something. And then, really, when it comes down to Sunday, nothing's gonna change. And you know, that's- you know it'll be funny. If, if things get so bad that they have to resort to touch and flag football in the NFL, <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I got your flag, man. I got your flag. Shirts and skins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That they really. And the thing is, man, you would have thought that after all that bitching they did all week, that I would have turned on the TV today and every game would have been sixty to eighty-five. Like <laughs> <laughs> nobody's getting touched. They're just scoring touchdowns left and right. And I, I cut it on, and no. shit was the same. I said, "Calm down." Yeah, it was. The Panthers were still losing, so ain't nothing changed. <laughs> if the Panthers ever win, you know the rules have changed. Um. So I got another question. If you keep your baby in your car while you're at work or shopping, can you write your car off on your taxes as daycare? <laughs> no. That's, no. That's no. You go to jail, dog. Yeah, you can ride it off to the tow yard while it <laughs> goes to uh, Child Haven. <laughs> yeah, you can write your bail as an expense. Because yeah, I was listening to this podcast this week, and uh, uh, it was Mark Maron's podcast. It's a uh, comedian. Um, and uh, he at the, he ended the interview with one of the greatest things I've ever heard, which was, well, now that we've been in here for an hour, they've been talking about the heat and how hot it was in the, in the garage they were recording in. He's like, I guess you need to go get your kid out of your car. And the guy's like, oh, shit, Diego, and runs out. And that was just the end of the show. <laughs> and uh, I was just thought that was brilliant. But I was like, I wonder if you could, uh, you know, call that a daycare. No. Um, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to inform you. And I'm glad you're giving me these uh, parental guidance now so I know 
uh, whether or not I would want to decide to have kids with you because I do not want my kids dying in the backseat of a car. Uh, I was going to leave the, the door open and stuff, the window open. I'll leave it alone. You guys know what's funny is there was just a news story I was reading yesterday. His young 26-year-old father had his child in the car and decided to run in the sports yard to watch the UFC fight. What? <laughs> kid there. And so the alarm went off on the car, so two women called the police. And the dude came out, talked to the police, said, yeah, I'm waiting on some food. Went back in the bar. <laughs> Damn! Gangster! They arrested his dad. Of course. Yes, I would have too. <laughs> of course. You should not even get I would have MMA him for leaving the <laughs> car. Oh, we want to MMA. We can do it out here in the parking lot, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. We need a test or some shit for you to have a baby. Oh, you know, I'm a big advocate of that, man. Parenting should be a licensed privilege. If you have, yeah. have to have a license to drive a car, why not procreate life? Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm dead serious on that shit. Um, also, uh, we had a guy retire this week at our job. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of weird because he came in and he worked for like, I don't know, three hours. I would, I guess you can call it work. He had a fishing hat on. And, um, oh, he was going to fish. Yeah, he came in, hung out for like three hours, went home. You know, that was the end of it. Um, but our party for this guy had to take place between 9.30 and 9.45 because that's the same time that everybody gets a break. So, yeah. So, I, and, um, I have a friend, uh, Bomani Jones that I call his radio show, uh, at that time pretty much every day. I know I'm gonna get that break. I, it's my fucking 15 minutes. I do what I want to. So I call in, support my boy, you know, shout him out and whatnot. And, um, I decided that I wasn't going to this dude's fucking retirement party. No, Devin, I ain't retiring. I got the rest of the day. It ain't my fault. Schedule his shit better. That had nothing to do with me, man. And he was leaving at 11. What the hell did he come in to work for? (laughs) To retire. I mean, he should have his party the day before. Let's do it for you before you go home. (laughs) He had his party to retire. Although, I guess it would be (laughs) fucked up if they made him work a full day on his last day ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I hope you ain't trying no cutting out early, man. Uh, it still ain't four thirty. But um, uh-huh. yeah, man. So we we had to do this shit, and it seems unfair because aren't parties supposed to be their own break? Like, isn't that the point of a fucking party? It's it's a break from everything. <laughs> They're forcing you. <laughs> isn't that sh- it's 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 shady, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like being like, oh, the day after Thanksgiving is also the same day. That we're going to give you a free day off work. And you're like, okay, that's cool. But y'all was going to give me this day off anyway. Nothing else is open. It's Black Friday. No, 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 no. It's on us, brother. It's on us. Do what you yeah. want. Yeah. Like, no, nah, not really, man. You fucking got me. <laughs> I, 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 I worked in the classroom for seven years. So when, we, when we'd have similar things, it would be the same thing. Only they would do it at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And so they would have the party going on, but certain teachers, like we had to take turns going out to watch the playground while the other ones enjoyed the party. So it, it was, it, you know, it was kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they treat us like kids, man. I, I'm telling you, dude, I got uh, jobs, man. They treat you like they hate you, and that's why you hate them. That's, um, why, I have, that's why I have not worked one in seven years. Damn, I gotta, I gotta we, get out we, of here. We, we, we got to step our game up. Yeah. Come on, folks, donate, donate, donate. <laughs> I gotta start slinging. Um, uh, all right, so when dudes like hang out, uh, you know, I'm sure you hang out with your boys and stuff. 
you know how we always talk about women, the women we see around, and you know who's attractive and who's not. If there are any women around, and we're talking about you know different celebrities and who's fine and who's not, it it just degrades down to that conversation every once in a while, and that's that's part of being a man. You know, it just it happens. I mean, women probably do that shit too. They just don't tell us about it. Um, <laughs> so what? When I'm thinking about that, I, I, and I get in these arguments with people, if I was single. I would only roll with the dudes that I completely disagree with on tasting women. Because that's more for you. Why are you ever trying to hang out with people that only, like, oh yeah, that chick's attractive. So when we go to the club, we both yeah. see the same two or three chicks that we want to holler at. Mm-mm. Give yeah. me the dude that wants the ugly, big, fat, white woman. Roll with me anywhere, dog. <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> as long as your philosophies are the same. Then yeah, the, the 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 taste should definitely be different. Yeah, if you have one dude who's kind of a simp. Oh, you man. know that's not gonna roll with like a, a player type. Right. You know because he's over here simping and simping's mess up the game for the players and then the players mess up the game for the simp. So as long as the philosophy's in order, right, it, it's it's perfect and it's really perfect if you guys have different tastes in yeah. women. Dude, and actually speaking of Simon, I do have to say one more thing about that Kanye video. Yeah. He was trying to save a bird that's <laughs> about to be burning from the judgment of other people. And she wanted to leave and he tried to make her have a relationship with him. Um, I, yeah. I will say I hope people don't look too far into that and start imitating that shit because they imitate <laughs> everything this nigga does. Well, you know. Uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of the Illuminati talk uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to especially Jay-Z, Kanye, Rihanna, all them. Um, and, you know, Kanye and Jay-Z just keep feeding into this this conspiracy theorist uh, pot. Right. Now, the girl is a phoenix, which is really symbolic in the Illuminati thing. I just wanted to throw that out there. So all the conspiracy theorists, because I know there's a lot of them who listen to podcasts and they're probably listening now. Um I'm doing a, 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 an entire podcast on the Illuminati, like uh, uh, sensibly. I'm not going to do the, all that crazy, weird ghost shit. It's going to be sensible. But there's a lot of symbolism in that Illuminati, uh, uh, in that Kanye video that um, that makes sense if you know a little bit about esoterics and, and occult knowledge. So yeah, there was a reason. There was a rhyme for his reason. There. there was a reason for his rhyme there, should I say. Yeah, I figured everything I didn't understand must have just been some shit that he wanted to do to fuck with people or something. Cause mm-hmm. I don't, I don't claim to understand it all. And like, even with the Illuminati stuff, like I wouldn't even say I don't believe. I'm just disinterested, which is like I would listen to you talk about it because I find you interesting. Yeah. But I won't ever look it up on my own. No, you know what I'm saying I will not take the time. No, <laughs> thank you for educating me, yeah. my brother. It's like when people. Uh, crazy. It's like when people, because it seems like, first of all, I have a very obsessive personality, and when I try to, when I'm into something, I'm fucking into it. Yeah. It seems like the kind of thing that I could get into, and I'd be looking at shit like, you know, the shades reflect the sunlight off of the window a certain way, and oh shit, yeah. that's Illuminati. And I can see me uh-huh. fucking, fucking my life up. Yeah. I know, I wake up, Robbie's just sitting up in the bed. What the hell wrong with you? Go back to sleep, nigga. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people like that. Like they, they, they don't stop and and you know look at the the reason, the motive. Like, okay, now, okay, why? And okay, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like my mother. When we were growing up, my mother was a super conspiracy theorist. She always thought the house was bugged. Now, when I was little, 
I thought it was bug too. Why not? Shit, mom said it is. But then as you get older, you be like, mom, what are you pushing keys out the back room? Like, well, what the, why would the CIA give a shit about what you thought? <laughs> <laughs> but she had come through that 60s Black Panther era with COINTELPRO and all, and all this stuff that the government was doing. So, you know, in, within the African-American community, there's a lot of mistrust when it comes to anybody in power. Anybody with money automatically had to get it through nefarious means. Like, look, look all the richest rappers automatically become Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way they could do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I I'm not saying, like I said, I don't know enough. I'm very ignorant to the whole thing, and I admit that. But, like, when I first heard that they was going to be letting people in, like, Soldier Boy to the Illuminati and shit, I was like, I don't even think white people would let niggas into shit like this. They won't let this nigga into certain clubs. Like, yeah, no, they like I hope it don't work that easy. We're just like, oh, he taught a dance. Put no, him in, put him oh, in. I hope they got standards in the Illuminati. They got a third of action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a lot of people don't know is that the Illuminati is not race-based. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it's knowledge base. It goes by intelligence and knowledge. Um, this is why Gucci Mane might become a pawn of the Illuminati to serve some aim that they have. And I don't want to turn this into a conspiracy theory show, but um, Jigga, you, you, when you listen to him in the interview, you could tell he has the mental intellect <laughs> to 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 handle some shit like that, you know. So um, Oprah, Will Smith. It's like it goes on. Listen to my podcast when I do it. It'll be out in a few. I will listen to it, man. The only thing that might piss me off is if I find out they the people that's behind getting rid of Dave Chappelle because that was fucked up. Well, that was my dude. I'm gonna be sorry to disappoint. Oh no! Stop! Don't stop. <laughs> okay, well, let me just say this real quick. Okay, <laughs> I, I, and you guys can draw your own conclusions. Okay, Dave Chappelle when Dave Chappelle came out of nowhere, yeah. none of us were expecting that. Okay, and his show became a hit, and I don't think anybody expected it to become the hit that it did. Right. And all of a sudden, everybody, no matter where you go, knows what. Uh, okay, what? Right. Everybody knows what what these references. I'm rich, biatch. Yep. So he would do a lot of stuff making fun of African American culture because that's what comedians do. But what nobody in America knew at this time is that they were prepping. America. They were. They needed to prep America for a black president. So Dave Chappelle being the, the hottest thing on television, and he had tons of skits with the black president, making fun of him and all. Um, with him doing that, I believe. That, now this is what I've heard. Now there's no proof to this, but I've heard that a warning was sent to him. A warning was sent to him. But his ego was such at the time. He was like, man, I just sold the most DVDs in history. It is. They were like, look, stop doing what you're doing. And he told him to fuck off. All of a sudden, he ended up in Africa somewhere. <laughs> Somebody scared that dude. <laughs> he also walked away from like a hundred million dollars too, which is takes a lot of integrity. Cause I don't know if I believe in anything uh, that much where I'm actually able to to do what I want to do and yeah. still walk away from the money. Like I could see if it was like you know some ultimatum provided to him, but from his from his admission, it was. I just didn't think people got it anymore, so I walked away. You know, people um, were, they were trying to change my style. Well, who's your favorite team in the NFL? Uh, the Eagles. The Panthers for me. They okay. suck. So, so if you're in bed <laughs> tonight, both of you guys asleep, you hear a noise, you wake up, and there's men in black in your room, and they got guns to your head saying, don't move. 
Mm-hmm. Just want to let you know, stop doing the black guy who tips podcast. And you're like, fuck you. I'm doing my podcast. All right, then we're going to get rid of the Panthers and the Eagles. And that's it. <laughs> 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 There's no telling what kind of ultimatum they gave that man to yeah, walk away from that man. Tell you right now, if I wake up in a room for the folks with black with black uh, guns and stuff, telling us to get rid of black guys who tears, but I'm here to let everybody know this shall be the last podcast of the black guy who tears. Watch <laughs> <laughs> you buy men and gun with guns. <laughs> exactly. And, and you have to ask yourself this too. Okay, it's been long enough since Chappelle walked away from the show for whatever reasons he gave on Oprah. Yeah. Um. This dude is still hot. Any network would be happy to pick Dave Chappelle up right now because yeah. they know the minute people find out that a Chappelle show is coming back, they're going to get all the ratings. How come no one's made the offer yeah. at, at another at another um, network? Well, I have to wonder, one, if he uh, what what his contract entail, because he signed that fucking contract and then he walked away and didn't get his money so like how does that work you know like can he be offered a show from HBO or would they have to owe Comedy Central some money or something they, I wouldn't let that nigga walk if I was Comedy Central you gonna pay me before you go make money off his face and well, then uh, uh, the other thing I wanna know too with him is he's like a recluse and he always kinda was like even when he was at the height of his popularity, he'd go back to Ohio in his little last town and walk to the corner store type shit. Like, he was yeah. that dude that hated the spotlight. So, I wonder what, you know, like, how much those two things have to do with each other. Well, and, and he, he was very big on the same stuff I'm talking about, the Illuminati. He would speak out on the Illuminati. He would talk about stuff that people in power are not allowed to talk about. Yeah, because if me saying it here on this podcast, they're not worried. They're just like, okay, so they, these people might have ten thousand listeners worldwide. That's right. not, that, you know, it's it's not now. If he gets now, if I get on NBC or even NPR talking this shit, then they're gonna be like, okay, hold on, let's watch this dude, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah. So to answer your question, I believe and I've heard from reputable people mm-hmm. that Dave Chappelle was, was pushed out of the game because he refused to conform. Um, to what they wanted him to do, what they wanted him to be. Uh, Oprah and those guys, Oprah was preparing uh, Obama to get in there. I didn't even know who Obama was until the fucking elections. Right, yeah. <laughs> that nigga came out of the primaries like, bam! Got <laughs> yeah, all the fucking with you, huh? <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. a bullshit office, dog! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's do some stories, man. Let's do some news. Uh, uh, that's enough random thoughts, and I'm sure these people listening to my podcast are like, I definitely gotta check out the Dark Hater show now because I don't know shit about the Illuminati. <laughs> like these niggas got educated like me. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So speaking of uh, niggas with money, and, uh, Dwight Howard buys his new baby mama a mansion. Now, if y'all know Dwight Howard, other baby mama, her name is Royce and Royce Reed, and she's on a show called The Basketball Wives, where yes, none no. of the women on this show are married. No, none of my wives. <laughs> none of them are wives. No, um, I don't even think a lot of my even in relationships with NBA players. At this no. Point. Um. Anyway, so he was famous because he basically had a lawsuit against her that made her unable to say his name. Yeah, she had a gag. Or she... refer to Superman. That's right. In any way, shape, or form. She couldn't nope. even mention the magic. Nope. And the, the court the court uh, granted that? Yes. yes. 
the court was like, look, you can't get famous off this dude's name. Because she was just going to go on TV and be like, I had Dwight Howard's baby. And, you know, that's who I am. And that's why I'm famous. Uh, and they basically made it so she can't even show herself dancing for, like, the magic, which is her team she used to dance for. So, anyway, mm-hmm. I guess he didn't learn his lesson because he just became a father again last week. Uh, Dwight Howard's new girlfriend, Tiffany, had a daughter, Layla. Uh, for the NBA superstar, and he bought her a brand new mansion in upscale, upscale Point Verde, or Vedra, Florida. Never heard of it. Mm. According to Media Takeout, Tiffany grew up in a tough part of Jacksonville, Florida, and dropped out of high school. Uh, since then, she's been working as a model here and there. I wonder what Dwight Howard's other baby mama has to say about this. Um, so I don't know if that's, I don't, I don't know if that could be a storyline on the next season or not. I don't know. First of all, first of all, model, why don't they keep it real and say video ho? <laughs> video vixen. Let's keep it clean, vixen. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> anytime you say model here and there, and hey. no, anytime you say model in high school dropout in the right. same. Oh, <laughs> yes. And like, is here and there MySpace and Facebook? Like, is that, <laughs> exactly. is that what the here and there is? Like, don't, let's not friend. There's, let me see her website. They would have had her name or a link to her shit if she was actually a real model. Yes, sir. Um, or they would have, they would have specified, you know, uh, Victoria's Secret model here and there. Exactly. Exactly, dude. Like so it's not like he got another hood rat pregnant. He fucked up. Yeah, that's what, and, and you know what? These brothers ain't gonna learn. I know we we always talk about you know uh, women making bad choices, getting with Waka Flocka Flame types, but shit, these dudes ah! do the same shit. Man, shit for this woman, it was a good move. She came up. First of yeah. all, this brother is religious, and I know you wouldn't know that from the fact that he's having unprotected sex and babies out of wedlock. <laughs> but just throw that out. He's a very religious person that comes out and talks about God and Jesus Christ and stuff all the time. He wanted to change the NBA logo to Jesus on the cross, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> and that's not a joke. That is 100% serious. He said that when he was 17, um, which is why I gave him a pass. Because, hey, you're 17. You say a lot of dumb shit when you're 17. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying, though, is if you can play your cards right and get pregnant by this nigga, he is probably going to go ahead and take care of you because he got like morals and, you know, all that other soft shit that makes a good simp. So she basically got paid. She came up. She is an American icon. She went from high school dropout to living in an eight million dollar mansion within a few years. Ooh. All because of this nigga couldn't put a condom on his dick. That is ridiculous. Wow. Put a dollar fifty condom. Seriously. Spend a dollar fifty. Save you. I don't know. Eight million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a fair trade. That's a fair trade. <laughs> yeah, these these youngsters gonna have to understand. They have to learn, man. Like with my son, I, I swear I'm going back to the old school with the with the the uh, matchmaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 little girl come to the house. I'm like, what's your daddy do? Right. Oh, your right oh, my mom's in jail. Goodbye. Yeah. Say that again. I already know we are gonna have some hard times with my son. That girl's gonna roll up in there, but I'm, mm, she's, she, she's a hoochie mama. Get, get out of here. I see, this is how you do the matchmaking. You don't meet the kid first, you meet the parents. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> then you go, oh, y'all have a, y'all have a child. Well, let's, 
let's see what's going on there because then it's like hey if these people are upstanding then they probably will produce an upstanding seed but you know if you meet the kid first or you let your, your kid meet the kid first y'all already doing it backwards man because they're going to come in there with the first thing they see and it's probably going to be something you don't want no um, well, yeah see that, that, that was the old Japanese and mafia way of doing it it was the parents would set it up your, your daughter going to marry my son <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, it, it was working though it was working yeah. um Alright, so Sam Jackson wasn't in this article, but after I read it, you might wonder why he wasn't. Um, Crocodile on plane kills 19 passengers. Damn! Yeah. For was, real? Yeah, it was a uh, different type of luggage there. A stowaway <laughs> crocodile on a flight escaped from its carrier bag and sparked an onboard stampede that caused the flight to crash, killing 19 passenger and crew. Woo! The crocodile... <laughs> the croc had been hidden in a passenger sports bag. Allegedly with plans to sell it, but it tore loose and ran amok, sparking panic. A stampede of terrified passengers caused the small aircraft to lose balance and tip over in the mid-air uh, due to an infer- internal flight uh, in the... Oh, I'm sorry. In mid-air during an internal flight uh, in the Dominican Republic of the Congo. That person needs to be sued. If they didn't die, they did. Now probably not. Sure they if they didn't die, they, I would sue them. Well, sue their family just for for giving birth. See, that's what I'm saying. See, you go sue the parents for giving birth to a dumb motherfucker like that. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's got to be the hardest shit in the world to keep everybody calm because they all could have lived if they would be like, "Look, just stand on top of your seat. Everybody, chill the fuck out till we can land this bitch, but that's not and we'll cool. be good." Like, but everybody, you know, everybody was like, "Fuck this, I'm running," and that's how they died, man. And, and you got to know, okay? They, they said this was in the Congo. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so you know the plane was probably like one of them little. Yeah. It only had 19 people on it, so you know that shit was probably already janky. Yeah, that shit was probably looks like uh, the the plane from uh, the Gods Must Be Crazy or whatever that shit was. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Here's what I wondered though: Did did the crocodile die? The crocodile might just end up back in the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) It might have a good meal. Let me see. That's some more on this Uh, shit. Uh, Unbalanced load caused the aircraft on a routine flight from the capital of Kinshasa. Whoa. to the regional airport of Bandundu to uh no wonder white people don't care about this shit uh <laughs> to go into a spin and crash into a house damn oh yeah house. so hit people in the house too yeah damn that oh wow this crocodile yo I hope Al Qaeda don't I hope Al don't get a, a hold of this crocodile tactic <laughs> yeah. this shit this shit killed everybody but you know what you know what I bet is funny uh, uh, I bet you that the crocodile's mouth was sewn, well, well not sewn, but it was closed shut. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, you know how they wrap it shut so so they can, when they open it, they can pull it out. They're not just going to leave it. So I, I think the people just seen a crocodile was like freaking out. And that's probably what caused all the, the melee. The crocodile probably wasn't even able to open his mouth. Yeah, no, it was probably because it was black people, man. We don't fuck with wild animals. I don't know if you Yeah, yeah. That shit don't matter. Um, nah, yeah, even I, if I'm you, not resting. if you're from Africa, you don't fuck with alligators. Oh my god! Ironically, the crocodile also survived the crash but was later killed with a machete by rescuers sifting through the wreckage. So it did live! Wow. What? That motherfucker. I wonder if he was eating, like, some of the wreckage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, well, fuck it, shit. You ain't gonna need this arm no more. Yeah, he's like, barbecue. This shit already on fire. But- yeah. Now, you know what? They, they, you know, they talking about run. Uh-uh. They chopped that up and made some snakey and shoes. <laughs> the, plane, the plane smashed into an empty house just a few hundred meters from its destination. So they were almost there. 
And then they all had to die over this bullshit. I, you know what? You know what? I, I bet you, like, right on the point of impact where everybody's dead at the same time and they all just ghosts. I bet they jumped that motherfucker whoever had that shit in the luggage. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> they jumped his ass before they went to light. Damn, dude. That's crazy, man. Oh, uh, that's They that's basically dumb. said the air hostess opened up the uh, she ran towards the cockpit and then all the passengers ran towards the cockpit. So even the the stewardess doesn't believe that shit when they're like, stay calm and head towards the exit and they was like, Oh, I'm the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, that's why I like when I'm on a plane and there's turbulence. You know, sometimes turbulence just don't seem right. You be like, hold up, hold yeah. up, is this normal? Yeah. I always look at, I always look at the stewardesses. If they look cool, then I know it's cool. Yeah, I'm just sick of these motherfucking crocodiles on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> Somebody had to say it. Uh, let's see. Teammate of Pace University football player mortally wounded by police gunfire were prevented from giving him CPR. Uh, and two others were tasered during the chaotic aftermath of a Westchester bar brawl. Two lawyers charged uh, yesterday. Uh, Benita Zellman, a lawyer for one of the young men, said that when a player begged a cop to let him give aid to Dan Roy, DJ Henry Sunday, the officer put a gun against his ribs and threatened to shoot him before arresting him. Uh, it's frankly incomprehensible how the circumstance got to where it got, Zellman said. Henry was shot as he tried to drive from Finnegan's Bar following a fight that had spilled onto the street. Police also shot Henry's best friend, Brandon Cox, who was in the car and prevented him from trying to revive his pal, said civil rights lawyer Michael Sussman, uh, who has been hired by Henry's family. Uh, cops also tasered and arrested two other teammates at the shooting, both, uh, at the, after the shooting, both lawyers said. So, it sounds like they got into a fight, uh, dude was trying to drive off, I don't know if he's driving towards a cop or what, but he ended up getting shot, his boy got shot, people tried to help him, they got tased, like. Well, let me ask you this, was it, uh, was it an official issued, uh, black guy who tips podcast taser? <laughs> Well, that that would explain why them two niggas live. Let's just put it like this: if they had tased everybody, nobody would have died. Like yeah, it was the bullets true. that killed the dude. The only dudes that died was from bullets. Like that's we right. Need to Vote. promote more tasers. That's right. Voters don't kill bullets. <laughs> uh, what what um what city was this? Um, let's see. This looks like Pace University. Where is that? Uh, Pace. Uh, NY Post is where this is at, but that doesn't sound like this is in New York. Um, Northeastern Massachusetts Is that it? Let me see here It says uh, The shocking new allegations emerged As U.S. Senator Scott Brown Republican Massachusetts said We're going to ask for an investigation Obviously a thorough investigation Of the police killing of Henry Who was from Northeastern Massachusetts So I'm guessing somewhere in Massachusetts Or something Or um, uh, I think it's important to get the facts and get them quickly, Brown told, uh, you know, radio station. Um, so, basically, man, this nigga got hemmed up, man. But I need to know what happened because I'm not on the default of cops randomly shooting black people. I do yeah. think that if for them to pull a gun, they either felt that they were threatened, like, and he's in a car. So, he could either been driving towards them and they shot him. Or something, some bullshit. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna just jump out there and say, like, you know, cops just running around like Dirty Harry shooting at niggas, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, but were, were these high school or college students? These were college students, right? College, yeah. Yeah, and plus, we gotta remember this Massachusetts. 
And then just got into a fight, man. Like, you can't gloss over that. And I, There's bias in every article, of course. But, but now I have seen, now I have seen with my own eyes, uh, and, and I'm pretty sure a lot of your listeners and you maybe have seen it where something happens, police are called, yep. and then somebody gets extra crazy at the police. Fuck you, pig. Take that badge off. I'll beat your ass. Yeah. You know, all this type of shit. You know, and... and you know, you know, so not saying that a gun should ever come into play with that, but I, I, I'm with you. I, I like to see the whole entire case first before I start to jump on, you know, the, the Al Sharpton. I jump, jump on my Al. You know. Yeah, it says the last. The last paragraph says he said uh, witnesses claim that Henry began driving off after a cop ordered him to do so. Uh, that and that another officer sprang in front of the car, gun drawn, and began firing. Okay, so, well. That just that that sounds crazy. I don't know. I, I gotta hear both sides on that because that just sounds like they set him up or some shit. If they told him to drive off and then jumped in the car and shot, I jumped in front of him and shot him. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know. I gotta hear the whole thing there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so you know, it, it would help if it was on tape, like like the Oscar Grant thing. You know. Yes. Uh, that was on tape. We saw that. Yeah, and the verdicts that came after that, you know, that was the same day that LeBron had had uh, announced what team he was going to. African Americans didn't even give a shit. They wasn't even paying attention. No. <laughs> I'm I, serious, dude. I ain't gonna front. I didn't even find out about the shit till like a month later. Like yeah. LeBron shut shit down, and I'm one of the people that actually tries to look for news for the podcast, and I still didn't hear about it till somebody was like, "Man, that's fucked up. What happened with that dude?" I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, they kept it real hush. They made sure to keep it real hush. And we were sweating over here on the West Coast because, you know, uh, my producer of the show lives in Oakland, so his whole family's there, so we're sweating that. And then, you know, Vegas, if if something goes down in Oakland, L.A., Vegas is is soon to follow. So we were really focused on that. And luckily, uh, all the black people was in the house watching LeBron James, so it was. Like, <laughs> we missed all the action. Yeah, was a bunch of white kids with skeleton masks out with a couple of sticks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Footlocker too. So that that was it. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, I hate that trend though. Like when some shit bad happens to black people, we all decide, well, now's a good time to get those Jordans. Like, yeah, damn, we could have made a better statement than that. Like, I would hate for Nat Turner to see this shit right now. He would be upset. Like, exactly, exactly. Like they shot an innocent brother. So what y'all do? Uh, I went down and got me some of them Carmelos. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That Turner might have been the the first nigga in Foot Locker. Yeah, but then <laughs> they would have took the Mellows up to City Hall or something, right? Like yeah, <laughs> no, he would have he got, got them trainers. So he's like, you get, get get these motherfuckers so we can run up on some white folks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to picture. I'm trying to picture all the black Panthers in some fresh ass Nikes, though. Like, <laughs> like they always be fresh, though. Dog, they always be fresh. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, kids <laughs> as young as six forced to walk one mile to bus stop. No policy change. Uh, school board in Madison reportedly will not be changing its new busing policy despite some parents' complaints that it's forcing their children to walk up to a mile putting their children at risk. Um, I, really all I want to say about this is have we become this soft? That's what I'm saying. Damn. That's why there's so many fat kids walking around this motherfucker. Let them niggas get some exercise. Yeah. Now, Abraham Lincoln used to walk five miles every day to school. Shit, I read that. Yeah, it's just and it's just a mile. Like, damn, it's fifteen minutes if you're fat. It's and it also it, it also depends on the neighborhood. 
If yeah. it's some hood shit, then I can understand the concern. But if if, if they like in the middle of fucking Iowa somewhere, like in the good part, shut up. Yeah. And it's and you're right. You live by the school. I mean, even if you were like, look, it's a mile. It's too far to walk. Well, then get in the car and drive them the one minute that it will take to get them to school. What the fuck is the problem here? Real talk. Jesus. Real talk. And then they go. And then you know what's the fucked up part? When they go say, well, look, we need more money for the school. They're going to go. Well, I don't see why. Well, you, you want the bus to pick up people from a mile away, nigga. That's why we need more money. <laughs> what? What? what city was that in? Uh, let's see. It said Madison County. Uh, let's see where this is at. Um, Madison County. That sounds somewhere friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it don't sound the hood like the hood. Put it like this. Everybody on the header of WGME, the uh, news site I got this from. Okay. Uh, everybody on that header is... Oh, that's Wisconsin. Okay, all right. Well, everybody on here is white and smiling, which means there ain't no. Cause like, if you have like ten percent black people, they always make one of the news people white, black. Uh, <laughs> so I know this is all white because it's three white people just staring at you. So. Yeah, the only other big ethnic group in Wisconsin is is uh, Hmong people. Mongs. What is what is Hmong? I don't know that. Mong, you know what? I met this girl and I was talking to her, and you know, and and I and I think every African American black person is guilty of this. We, we really can't tell the Nises apart. Chinese, Japanese, we, we're not good at that. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, but. Uh, yeah, I thought she was Chinese or something. So I was asking, I was like, what, you know, which of the Nises are you? And she's like, um, I'm Mong. I said, Mong, like Mongolian? She said, no, no, Mong. We, we were a people that had no land. And I was like, oh. And they're really, they're like, they're, they're gangbangers, all of them. Shit. <laughs> yeah, if you watch that Clint Eastwood movie where he lived next door to the Asian gangbangers, I yeah. said, those were Mongs. Yeah, I hate that movie, by the way. But yes, I, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Yeah. That movie overrated as shit, man. Only a white person could have thought of that movie. You could just call people racist names to their face and nobody get mad. Everybody cool with the shit. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, they're, 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 it's typical. That that that, that movie's like that, where it's the the old angry dude who ends up befriending, mm-hmm. you know, the other race and the younger generation. I mean, that's the same as the teacher movies. You know, yeah. Like, oh God. Inner city school. Everybody's oh. fucked up and pregnant, and, and then they got to get ready for some big tests. They just needed some discipline. Let me think about that song with Gangster Paradise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why. You know what? That's why I love the film One Eight Seven. Yeah, I like funny stuff because that shit did not end the way you expect. No, they drove Sam Jackson ass crazy. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! Not to take it off topic, mm, I was listening ahead. to you. I was listening to you, Rod. Uh, about three episodes ago, you were talking about the Devil's Backbone. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to turn people onto that movie for years. Dude, that movie yeah. is crazy, dude. It's good too, man. Like, yeah, I was is. so impressed, man. I didn't even realize Peter Jackson was doing shit back then, man. Like. I'm surprised more people are on to it. I hope it's not because of the subtitles, but if you're listening no, actually, right now, check it out. No, actually, that was uh, Gil- Guillermo del Toro. I'm sorry. You're right. That was yeah. del Toro. My bad. But yes, check it out, man. Subtitles are not. Do not be afraid to watch a movie because of subtitles. Don't miss out on good shit, people. Um, all right. Let's see here. One man was electrocuted and his female partner was severely burned after the couple attempted to steal copper wire from vacant property in Southern California. So they probably own meth or crack or something. Yeah. Um, I believe they thought the power was off. Um, 
You're not gonna go out there with nothing to tell you power's hot when you still in copper wiring. Yeah. Come on. That's uh that's the problem with being like a meth head. Like they probably didn't do any type of reconnaissance or anything. They were like, oh shit. And like how you gotta be on drugs because I've never I've been broke before. But I've never, never been, been so broke to be like, yo man, is that copper wire? <laughs> I don't even no. know what the fuck they do with copper. You can drop that shit off my doorstep. I and I would be like, I'm going to put this in the trash. Yeah, yeah. What, what is this, garbage? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, pennies are made from it, so you could probably make a lot of pennies out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's about it. You know, I never feel sorry for people, ever. And, and me, me and my producer argue about this. He thinks I'm too harsh with my belief systems, and we argue about this all the time. I never feel sorry for anybody who gets hurt or killed doing stupid shit. Agree. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm I don't, and yeah, I, was, I thought you were gonna say crime at first, which no, no, of course I, of course yeah, I, agree. Yeah. of course I agree with crime, but stupid shit is even broader, and I like that better because I remember I read this story about these black people that took their kids, uh, they were walking through like a construction site where they were building a lake or something, and said, "Do not enter, stay away," and these motherfuckers went and let their kids swim in the fucking water. And there was this huge drop-off after, like, 10 feet or so. And, like, all these motherfuckers drowned. Oh, I Everybody except that. the parents. Everybody except the parents. Like, some of the parents did not go in to get the kids. So all the little kids drowned. And it's because they were fucking stupid. Like, you can't swim. It says don't go over there. What are y'all doing? No one had to die. Y'all fucked up. Yeah, take them to a public pool. I don't understand. Yeah, now, in that case, feel bad for the kids. Kids, yeah. But yeah. I, like they wanted, they wrote the article like these parents lost their kids. No, they killed their kids. Yeah, because they, they both killed their kids. And, Fuck that. And, and this is my perspective. If I put up a sign that says "Do not enter, do not cross, beware of dogs," I will shoot you. And you decide that you're gonna be dumb enough to cross that line. Whatever happens to you happens. And then right. after that, you shouldn't be allowed to sue me. Right. You crossed yeah. the line. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, did y'all see that motherfucker fell in a volcano about a year and a half ago? What? Oh no! No, <laughs> no sir. <laughs> In they life. were hiking on a volcano. One motherfucker tried to be funny, like, "Hey, check this out!" <laughs> Yo, and they can't go get him. They, that was it. I don't feel bad for that dude. I also don't feel bad when I read this shit. Like, so and so was hiking along the Iran border, and Iran decided, "Fuck that shit! You're coming with us. You're going to jail." Yeah, your fault. That's your bad, brother. Because that's not some shit you had to do. Um, exactly. Shooting outside nightclub prevents suspension suspension of alcohol permits. Uh, the North Carolina, oh shit, this happened here. The North Carolina ABC Commission was suspended, uh, has suspended alcohol permits at the Green, uh, Greensboro nightclub after two patrons were shot October 16th. Um, sworn affidavits, uh, that the two patrons of a Greensboro club were shot October 16th, then were hidden by club personnel inside a coat closet while staff at the door tried to prevent law enforcement officers from entering and denied that shots had been fired. That's fine. Oh, I'd have shut them down too. <laughs> they, was, they tried imagine to catch them. Imagine the niggas who were shot in the closet. They like, yo, nigga, <laughs> they don't let me die. No better. Cops led knocking on the door. We in here. <laughs> we in here, dog. Help. <laughs> the blatant disregard for the well-being of wounded people and the attempt to hide the shootings from law enforcement officers attempting to respond to an emergency make it clear that the public safety is at risk at this establishment. That's right. So basically, they closed the club because of this shit. I'd have closed the club too. 
Um, there's this other story I saw in the post. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but this lady basically said, "Look, um, we don't have the money in our school to have sports and good education, so I'm suspending sports to boost the grades of the kids here." And the fucking parents got mad. Why? What's wrong with people? The parents got yeah. The parents gonna get mad. What the hell that kids gonna do? Like, you study. You're fucking yes, dumb. But but but. This is something that starts young and it goes to the college. Nobody gives a damn about education. What about that? People don't understand. I know. I know. Sports you know what I would like? I, I, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I know. But I'm just saying nobody cares about being educated. You, you know what I would like to see? I would like to see her switch that. Like all sports, no education. How <laughs> they like that shit. <laughs> you know, there are schools like that. And they. I, I, I actually saw one play basketball and they got shut down. But they had nothing but basketball players from other countries on the roster and what they would do is travel around to different tournaments where the school makes money for participating in these tournaments they just travel around play tournaments and then the kids go go to college like they they were good enough to or they would go play basketball overseas it was one of the most reprehensible things i ever saw man um Let's see. It's no secret that Facebook has been recasting private lives as public drama, but it's unusual. But an unusual local example: a uh, San Antonio San Antonio child used a social networking site to tell her mother she had been sexually assaulted. Oh, details of the yeah, I hate to get that pop up. Uh, details of the incident last Sunday revealed in an arrest warrant affidavit Monday uh, suggest the girl turned to Facebook after her mother rebuffed her previous attempts. To allege, uh, to allege the abuse face to face. Damn. Uh, authorities have charged Kenneth Wade Hicks, 45, with sexual assault of a child. Arrested Monday, he's being held at Bexar County Jail in lieu of $75,000 bail. Uh, whether it's a romantic entanglement grown awry, a damning photo, or even a suicide note, as was the case in Rutgers University students' death last month, it's clear that the users of the site, now 500 million strong, continue to upend traditional notions of privacy, erring on the side of well erring. Um, I guess that was some. I bet you it was the mama's boyfriend, and that's why the mama didn't want to hear it. Yeah, I guarantee it, man. Wow. Like she's like, hey, he touched me. Now I don't hear this shit. That old precious shit, old precious <laughs> mama shit. Ugh. Oh God! There's too much of that that goes on. You know what I'm saying? These yep. women enabling, you know, bringing these niggas into. Now, now this little girl, how old did they say she was? 14. Uh, let's see. Uh, I only think they gave her age. Yeah, I don't even know if they can. Can they reveal her age? I don't but, think they can. Okay, but whatever. She's gonna be messed up. She's gonna be messed up for the rest of her life uh, because of this. And it's yeah. Never gonna be have have regular relations. I mean. I mean, she could, but without therapy, which and I, and I, I don't know if it's an African American family or what. Yeah. But, uh, not you know, too many times this stuff goes unanswered or untreated, and then these kids either grow up and become victimizers, or they just become you know some of the worst people in our society because they never got help mentally. And that, that makes me sick when I hear that shit. And the mother should be in jail with that nigga if that's Yeah, true. that's terrible, man. The girl uh, left a message on her mother's Facebook account Sunday, according to an arrest warrant affidavit. The document said the message alleged Hicks had touched her beneath her clothes twice in August. When the child's mother uh, confronted Hicks, the affidavit says he attacked both the victim and the mother. The mother called San Antonio police, who then learned about the sexual assault allegations. Um, 
Investigators also noticed Hicks had sent a text message to a witness in which he said he was in love with the victim and planned to skip town. So this nigga was delusional. Oh, then maybe it wasn't the mama's boyfriend. My bad. I shouldn't have said all that bad shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been because he jumped on him. Yeah, or maybe, yeah. Somehow, uh, this dude fucked with her. And uh, she basically had to go to Facebook to tell on him. And I'm, I'm, I'm in support of this. Now, I, I don't support reckless allegations. But yeah. if, if you try to go through every avenue and the, the adults in your life won't listen, put that shit on social media. The news will find yeah. it and somebody will come investigate. I guarantee yes, you that they shit. Will. That's real um, talk. Real talk. Homeless man accused of trying to abduct girl gets house arrest. Um... <laughs> where, where the fuck was he gonna take? Yeah. <laughs> Come on here, girl, to my cardboard box. You don't need a house for house arrest? What the fuck kind of shit is this? A uh, 19 year old man on Thursday pleaded no contest to trying to abduct a 10 year old Almonte Springs girl who was on her way to school. No contest basically means he says he did it. Uh, Darren Nickens Jr. Was, was sentenced to six months of house arrest and four months, uh, four years of probation. His sentence calls for him being placed in 12, a 12 month residential treatment program. Um, so I guess they're gonna do his house arrest through the treatment. treatment? I guess so, cause if, if not, how they gonna find him? How old was this dude? Um, too fucking old. 20 was, uh, some shit. Too old. You know, what's <laughs> messed up about this? And what 19, he's 19. Okay, yeah, too old. Now, what, what they don't understand about this, that's a grown man, by the way, 19. Yeah. Um, is that sickness right there? There is no cure for it. Right. There is no cure for pedophilia. And time after time, whether these cats go to jail or not, they get out and do the same shit again to some more children. Yeah. And he's going to try to do worse. This is just, he tried to abduct her, was not successful. Yeah. Like, let's put his ass under the cell now. Well, no, I mean, even if, if they're going to put him on house arrest, he should be doing it without a dick. They should chop that nigga's dick off. Yeah. If everybody knew that that's the consequence, you will never have that pleasure again. Hey, yeah. nigga's going to think twice about doing some stupid shit. Fuck that. Chop yeah. That off. Cut his balls off, too, because once you do that, he becomes a bitch. He can't. There ain't nothing he can do. <laughs> can't even get the urge. Yeah, I, I do not agree with the sentencing this nigga got. Uh, speaking of rape, man rapes woman, then ask her on a date. What? It's in a strange court case in Queens, New York. Uh, they're reporting that a woman is claiming to have been raped, then letter texted and called by her attacker in an attempt to get together. The victim claims that early March of last year, her attacker Timothy West gained access to her home via window and raped her twice at night for a point while her mother and brother slept upstairs. The 21-year-old waitress goes to uh, on to allege that after the dreaded ordeal. She gave West her cell phone number, hoping he would contact her so she could alert the police. That's actually kind of smart. Uh, sure enough, she claims she received a text a few hours later that read, What's up, girl? Uh, the attacker then called her and had this eerie conversation that was played for the courtroom. Um, Karen, you want to be the victim, I'll be the, the dude. Okay. Oh, they got the transcripts. Yeah, that, that's you right there. You just broke into my house, yo. I've never seen you before. You tried to rob me. Then you raped me. What did you do? Why did you do that to me? I do apologize from the bottom of my heart. You mad at me? I can't call you no more. That, is that That's me? You. Okay. 
What made you want to come in and break into my house? Oh. Why out of all the houses you chose this house? Why? It was just random. Can I come see you? Is this nigga serious? What the fuck? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Was this through text messaging? This was a, a phone call. Yes. Oh, okay. It was an actual call. Oh, okay. Yeah. The woman then asked to meet the man at a location where she was waiting with the police who promptly arrested Wes. Of course. Uh, defense claimed that the sex was consensual, pointing out the victim never screamed out to alert her family members. Uh, that That is a loser case. That's a loser case. He has a knife. You yeah. lose. <laughs> Exactly, and then and the, the conversation that was random. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I randomly found your house and you consented to have sex with me. Yeah, <laughs> and he admitted it on fucking tape. All right, last story, man. Last story. Yeah, and this is a sad story. It kind of goes back full circle on the podcast. Okay, we started out talking about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sony retires the cassette Walkman after thirty years. Well, it's gonna be some mad folks out there. Yeah, you think it's one. One nigga with tape still left. I seen a lady and she was rocking a huge fanny pack with her Walkman on, her old school headphones, and she was serious. People love their Walkmans. Wait a minute, hold on, I'm tripping. Did you say they are just now retired? <laughs> <laughs> Officially retired. Yeah, it's like that dude in my office that only had to work the three hours on a day he retired. It's that type of retirement. Like, nigga, we don't need you. We just letting you go. Um, basically, man, they're retiring the shit, man. They're not gonna manufacture anymore, or distribute anymore, and they said it's obsolete. And um, I know it's over. This is Sony. Yeah. Yes. Does Sony realize that like uh, AWAS and 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 like uh, even like the the little guys like uh, uh, Technotron they realized that shit about a good fifteen years ago. Yeah, the only like the thing about the Walkman that was dope is that it's kind of like um, Scotch tape where or Kleenex where their brand was so strong that anything that played a tape and was portable was a Walkman. Yes, you know sir. And even CDs, were, even CDs were Walkman for a while until everybody figured out it was CDs and not tapes. Yeah, you got a man. Yeah, you're this man. Yeah, you man. But yeah, man. So yeah, and this this would even auto reverse dog. I can't believe that Sony is just now realizing. You know, it makes no sense to make these anymore. Right. <laughs> I wonder if they own the Jordash. They own the Jordash plant too. <laughs> Yo, I, I wonder if Sony was putting out TVs and like. Japan or China or something that had like tape players on them too. Yeah. <laughs> they got tapes. Yeah, with auto reverse. Antennas on the TV. UHF, VHF. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. Well, oh, this was fun, man. We'll definitely have to do this again. Yes. Um, we had a great time. Uh, make sure you check my man out. Go to haterazi.com. It's H A T E R I Z Z A Z Z I. H A T E R A Z Z I. Um, cause I remember the first time I heard it, I thought it was Hater Rati. And I was like, what is, that don't even make sense. But then I, I found it and I was like, oh, I'm done. Uh, and check out his YouTube channel. I'm telling you guys, we spent like, uh, an hour some change on there just clicking on shit yeah. and laughing. It was very funny. Um, and it will, you know, it makes you, it makes sure you check out his podcast, the Hater Rati, uh, Hater Rati, uh, podcast. If you search Hater Rati, it will come up. It's the only thing on there. Uh, under that podcast name so search for it on itunes and um you know check him out man and you can also follow him on twitter it's at haterazi 
dot com or at haterazi right yeah yeah dot com at um, and uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rod and Respond. I'm say that again. That S and D A T. And uh, make sure you go to the blog, uh, theblackoutist.com. Search for us on Podomatic, Facebook, and iTunes. Uh, just search for the Black Guy Who Tips. And special shout out to my man Clove from the Chonilla.com podcast. Make sure you check that site out. He drew us a logo. Uh, so we got our first ever logo. Yeah. And it's perfect, man. We really appreciate it. We um, do. You know, and really, it's really good to see podcasters and fans step forward and help each other out, man. Cause that's the kind of shit that's gonna make us better than anything that's on your fucking radio right now. Guaranteed. Um, so call us too, 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. We'll get to those on Saturdays. And, uh, you know, until next time, love you, you too, baby. Peace out, y'all.